It's been too long since we've done a Pat and Jamie podcast. It's time. It really has, and today is a perfect day because there are so many great New York City stories to talk about. So what we have for you today is we want to talk about those stories, and then we did our 92Y show last week. And it was so great. Great success. The room was packed. So we'll have one excerpt from that, the interview with the man repeller, Leander Medin. Yeah. The rest of it, if people are waiting for Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys or Ruby Carp, that'll be on our next podcast. So in terms of things in the news today, Mm -hmm. tell me what's on your mind. The biggest thing for me, the headline of the morning was, the police want you. Commissioner Bratton is encouraging New Yorkers to wake people up who are sleeping on the subway. And I think he's trying to lower crime. I'm saying you are going (laughs) to create more crime because you are never at a more vulnerable place than when you are sleeping. First of all, he's saying that Police officers, if they see somebody sleeping on the train, should wake them up to prevent them from becoming a target for a a cell phone theft or a backpack theft or whatever. But then the next step is this idea that you as a good Samaritan should wake somebody up if they nod off next to you. Which is literally the exact opposite of everything you're taught as a child. Well, I just can't picture anybody actually doing it. I just got a tweet from someone, the very first person I heard of, who says he is a subway waker-upper. He gets off at the last stop on the 7 train in Flushing. He wakes people up before they get off, before he gets off, because it's the last stop. No, but that's different. It is different, but it's also, I can't even believe that he does that. But that's still motivated by something completely different. You're... You're trying to do them a favor thinking that they must also be people at the last stop. Sure. That's different than saying, hey, buddy... I don't. I know nothing about you. You may have just worked an eighteen-hour day, and you're catching a twenty-minute nap on the train before you go to your other job. But I don't want anyone to take your phone. So I think you should be awake right now. That's crazy. It is so crazy, and I just think that someone's mood is so delicate when they are waking up from being asleep. That that's the last time you would ever want to be anywhere near a stranger. Thank you so much, by the way, for dragging out the picture of me sleeping on the subway again this morning. That's one of the greatest things that ever happened and one of the greatest stories of all time. I'll tell on another podcast, but a viewer, Zoe, sent in this picture just to the New York One picture of the day or viewer mail or whatever (laughs) it was. Turns out I wound up meeting her later that night at a dinner party at my house and she took a picture of you as you say, resting your eyes on the L train. The train's not long enough to sleep. (laughs) I I can't be fully asleep when the train's only that far. So that was a good one. There's also another transportation story in the news today about the new streetcar. This has been out here in various forms for a couple of years, and this group of business people along the Brooklyn waterfront, they've gotten together and said, we think a streetcar running along the East River, starting up in Greenpoint, continuing uh, down into... I think to, Sunnyside uh, in Queens. Uh, what was it? I mean, it's going to go down through Sunset Park right. and, and then down into to Red Hook. They think that this streetcar is something that would revitalize those areas. It's a $2 billion project for a, a streetcar that would be subject to traffic... traffic. 
Right. I, this, that, that's entirely different than a subway or, or an elevated rail. Right. I'm thinking if you're going to spend that kind of money, I don't know how much more it would cost, but it should be something that's not subjected to traffic lights. I mean, subway would be a lot of money. Sure, but isn't there another kind of like monorail or... I, I just don't understand how this is different than a bus. Isn't this just a bus? A bus on rails? It sounds like it when it's subjected to traffic. Yeah. But I do agree with where it started, which was these neighborhoods through Brooklyn and Queens need more transportation and better connections. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. You told me you wanted to talk about the O.J. Simpson... <gasps> oh, my goodness. Have you I watched it? The first episode. There's 10 episodes. It's on FX. It is... Based on Jeffrey Tubin's book about the OJ trial. And they say that it's based on the book, so it's based in fact, but there are some dramatic extras added to the story. Some things are fictionalized a little more, but it brought me back to junior high school when the OJ trial happened in the 90s. And it was so well done. Cuba Gooding Jr. John Travolta's fantastic. Yeah, which in it. which I wouldn't have believed, but it's been getting great reviews. He's fantastic. David Schwimmer and then Sarah Paulson, who plays Marsha Clark. Oh my goodness! And I forgot about the glove and the drops of blood and the, and then their big thing is they're focusing on the race stuff based on the Rodney King trial and all of that. So it's fascinating and it really brings you back to the '90s really fast. Yeah, I stayed up way too late last night watching the. Uh, Madoff. Oh, I said ABC Madoff show. This is this is the Richard Dreyfus ABC version of the Madoff story, not to be confused with the Robert De Niro HBO (laughs) version of the Madoff story. And this is a two night event. Yeah, and it's well done. I considering it's one of these things where you know the story, you know the whole thing. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how, at least in this interpretation, it played out from one week to the next with this Ponzi scheme that, that he right. built. And, and you know, literally there were moments when he's got an investor trying to cash out, and so the top priority is to go find a new investor so they can use that person's money to pay the person who thinks they've made a lot of money as the previous investor. It's loud. It's the same thing about the OJ trial. Not only do I know the final outcome, <laughs> but I knew even that it was yeah. building towards the Bronco chase. And I was still on the edge of my couch. Like I was, it was so, it was riveting. Here's a question. Hmm. Super Bowl ad previews. Is that, is it a good does thing? Does it ruin it? I, I fully believe that it does. It totally ruins it. I also, the thing I can't stand about the Super Bowl is the lead in to it in during these few days when all the TV stations are talking about it and no one can refer to the Super Bowl as the Super Bowl. So they all say, the big game, the oh, countdown and, to the right, big game. And, I mean, in the news you can, but in any advertising, there'd be right. the PC Richards is having a big game <laughs> TV sale. And then they have the, those images they put on the TVs in the PC Richards flyer. They, <laughs> they have They have sort of generic looking teams with no actual logos on yeah. these football players. I don't know. I mean, I'll watch some. Well, I don't know why the NFL can't just lighten up on that. I don't understand. Yeah, the NFL that doesn't have enough things to do with bit. with brain injuries that they got to have lawyers going around, you know, bothering little businesses because they're not having a they're having a big game party. And I read the New York Times Magazine cover story for this mm-hmm. weekend already. Uh, Mark Leibovich piece about Roger Goodell and the NFL, and it's fantastic. You should read that this weekend. 
given the New York Times recent track record with the NFL, I can't imagine it was all positive. No, it was great. I was actually <laughs> surprised at how much got into the piece. Oh, what? One more TV thing. Okay. American Idol. So I we watched pretty much all the auditions. Okay. And we watched the any the, Hollywood week. Uh, the first first round in Hollywood week. Okay. You know, there are a couple of people that I I was sure, even the way they set it up, that, that they, they were gonna, gonna get they were gonna put them through. Yeah, and then they didn't. Right. I was surprised at a couple of people also, and I already have a couple favorites, but we have to wait because it's still very early. Mm-hmm. But my love for it continues. And I do love that they sprinkle in some of the nostalgia, like this is the last season. They have Jennifer Lopez saying like, I love my job all the time and how great American Idol is for culture. I'm a big fan girl. Well, you, you know, I've, I've watched yeah. it for years too. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it'll get tired after a while. The idea that this is the last season, this is the, this is the last time we're doing Hollywood Week. This is I know, the last but I time. got a little bit emotional when Ryan said this is the end of Hollywood Week. Yeah, because it's the death of shared pop culture, big yes. event television. I mean, Kelly Clarkson won American Idol when I was a senior in college. That was another lifetime ago. Right. There's so much. We've said this before. There's so much good TV right now. But the one thing that we don't have as much of is something that everybody's watching. That right. everybody talks about the next day. Right. Uh, yes, it happens on the Super Bowl, but that's well, about it. I was going to say there's all the political stuff, but I've had my fill of all those town halls and debates and caucuses uh, and nonsense. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Leandra before we air the excerpt. She has a great Instagram. She's just a fun, quirky person to follow and to know. And she's built an actual business now yeah. uh, something that was was <laughs> sort of a hey look at these clothes that I wear that that women love but men don't like totally so listen to Leandra we'll play the rest of the show for you on our next podcast and then you can catch up on the whole video of the show if you're interested at patandjamie.com so from time to time you see these uh, interviews where they ask what somebody what their media consumption is and in 2011 Somebody drew to my attention that the man repeller said in this online article that she watched New York One every day. Mm -hmm. And then I Googled the man repeller. Well, you came into, we spent, the most amount of time we spend together each day is in the makeup room from like 4.15 to 4.45 in the morning. If you ever wake up at that hour and roll over, look at the clock, you can be like, oh, those two are hanging out. Right, well, when you, and you... <laughs> And you told me I should be excited that the man repeller is a big deal. Well, you were like the man repeller. Well, because I'm not the, to, to Adam's point earlier, I'm not the target demographic for the website. Right. So then I filled you in on Leandra. Yes. And what she was all about. And then you went on and you read her blog. Well, we had a fun online exchange where I made a video of me reading the blog in my monotone newscaster voice. Another video you should look up later after you watch Ruby. <laughs> And then, and then you filled me in on all the details about why this was a big deal. Yeah, we love Leandra. We do now. Should we bring her out? Let's do that. Leandra Medine, the man repeller, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, darling. Good to see you, baby. Thank you. I feel like I need to correct a couple of things what? about that narrative. Oh. Oh. What, did that, did that not play out that way? 
Well, Pat, you, for, you forgot about the part where when I was living in my parents' apartment on 82nd Street and Jamie was sharing the Rail and Road Report, mm -hmm. advising me against the FDR every morning, <laughs> I'd come downstairs and there you'd be just lingering about. And I, I realized after 15 years that you didn't live in the neighborhood and that what you were doing was in fact waiting for me to come down. I, I remember nothing about that. I can't believe you're not sharing that part of the puzzle. The, the very dramatic reading that he did was on a story about turtlenecks and there were many profanities that I think you were forced to endure in that reading. But you love really turtlenecks because you're moment. wearing one now. I am, I like turtlenecks. I mean, Diane Keaton, man. How can you not like turtlenecks? Her in Manhattan is how I wish in my head I would dress every day. Yeah, so her house in any Nancy Myers movie is how I wish to live my life every day. <laughs> Pretty much. So Man Repeller grew out of a small blog, of, and, and the idea was that you love these clothes that men didn't necessarily like. Yes. And the short anecdote behind that, by the way, is that I used to literally lay in bed on mornings with a cup of coffee next to me with my laptop on my lap while I heard you read excerpts from all the papers, Pat Kiernan, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> and then there was Jamie. She's like, by the way, don't leave home. There's traffic <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but did you have any idea I mean, now you've got 10 people working for you. Man Repeller is an empire. Well, I mean, 10 people does not an empire make. Uh, but it does, if you're Jewish, make a minion. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like one of those things that, that could only happen in New York. Maybe. The, I mean, we live in like a pretty global world, Pat. Uh, no, but what? what what did you have in mind when you, I mean, you were, you were going, to, going to journalism school? Yes. Oh, okay, I can share this part of the story. And I do agree with you. There is something about the air in New York. I was on the subway this morning, and I had an especially stressful day yesterday because one of our uh, star employees was unfortunately poached by a very large media company, which Ugh. is cool because people are looking at Man Repeller's employees as talent for their big-ass companies that have been around forever and have billions of dollars behind them. Um, which is fine, and I'm, I'm really stressed out, and I'm on my way to a doctor appointment, and I'm sitting on the subway, and I look up, and I see all these people on the train, and I'm like, everyone on this train is here with purpose. Nobody just lives in New York. This is a city that chooses its inhabitants. Like, it either lets you in or spits you out. It is the only city in the world that actually chooses the people who live in it, and therefore, by association, I am connected to every single person on this train because we have all been chosen, and how cool is that? Yes, And I absolutely. just felt great. Well, and also we are Hold all... Hold on. What? This is not just a show about complaining anymore. No, that was very inspiring. Yeah, I like New York. But so, I'll, I'll, I will go back to Man Repeller. When I started the site, I... So I created Man Repeller to hand in as a supplement with my resume when I was applying for jobs. I was going to apply for jobs at New York Magazine and The New Yorker and The Post and any New York paper that would take a young writer who... Uh, looked like she was definitely going to be a fashion writer, but my impetus back then was to be 
like the girl that you see at the bar who you're sure is a fashion girl, but who could open her mouth and be like, actually, I'm a reporter on foreign <laughs> affairs. You know, I just wanted to be able to surprise people. And I think that part of the story is really important because um, so much of what Manor Power is about is about eliciting that surprise and just uh, not giving people what they expect from you as a fashion person. And also just not to feel like if you're interested in clothes, that minimizes your level of intellect. Am I right, Pat? No, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what to read into that. No, but I love all the other lifestyle and life commentary that you have now because it does show that you can have and this is like a thing now all over the place but your voice especially has lent itself to you're not just a woman who's interested in clothes that's one part of you mm -hmm. and that you're interested in politics and you're interested in real estate and you're interested in many things well, so the whole thing is all of those things are levers right politics real estate clothes psychology, handbags, food, <laughs> they're all levers that amount to one thing and that's human connection. Like these are all languages that we use to connect with each other and I think that's the bottom line. When people ask what Man Repeller is now, I, I don't say anymore that it's a site about trends that women love and men hate so much as I do. It's a lens, it's a, a funnier but also intelligent, kind of silly and irreverent way to see the world, you know? And if you want to call it a fashion site, then at least call it a site about the psychology of fashion. And, there, and there's that sense that you can start with something that's, that's little and it can grow. Yeah, totally. My, my daughter Lucy's here. And, and she, Hi, Lucy. She, she and her friend Nina have set up a, a blog uh, of their favorite clothes, nllk.nyc, if you want to check cool. it out. <laughs> I was like, and you better get that plug in. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's, you know, that's the idea, is that maybe this grows into something, and, and if not, you have some fun along the way. Yeah. Do you wear a, <laughs> do you wear a seat belt you in a cab? Do I, no, I do not wear a seatbelt in a cab. Do you wear a seatbelt in a cab? This the, oh, you, 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 didn't, you didn't get here fast enough. We, we showed a video earlier. Oh, when Jamie and I travel up here together, I immediately sit down and put my seatbelt on, and she says no real New Yorker wears a seatbelt in the cab. How frequently are you taking cabs? Well, we, we take cabs when we have a 92Y shoot yeah, or New meeting New or four blocks away from New York, six. New York 1 to 92Y, it's a bad. It's, we, we get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. We, we leave New York 1, we got a meeting up here. You just feel like... We've talked about this, like our, our route and all this stuff. Many, more than anybody needs to hear about. But every time we get in a cab, as everyone here knows, Pat puts on his seatbelt. I never do. I it was those Yo-Yo Ma recordings in the 90s, oh, right, right? right? And Joan Rivers did one, too. <laughs> she yeah. sure did. Yeah. Joan. Can we put up a picture? Because you had some, uh, some warm weather attire here. Oh. Mm -hmm. this, this, this I loved. What's, what's the story here? This is what you recommend for winter in New York? Well, yeah. I mean, I think if... I think if you're having a really hard time with the fact that the weather is deciding what you are going to wear as opposed to you deciding what you're going to wear, a cool thing to do would be to take your favorite summer garment and turn it into a winter garment. <laughs> right, I Pat? think that a lot of... Look at Where's Jamie your for this stuff. At? Look at Jamie for this. I wear the same suits every day. There's, there's... This is true. That's what you want them to think. There's a caftan under there. I know it. But the layering is key. Like, how much are you thinking about the layering 
ahead of time. Because for me, when I put on even a button down under something, I'm all of a sudden, I'm all of a sudden the abominable snowman. Like I am, I'm walk, I'm like this whenever I have layers on. I think the layering's key. So I like, I, I, I certainly, I like thin layers because they're not, they don't make you feel as immobile. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't think about it much. It's sort of, it's sort of like a recipe or something. If you give it too much thought, you know, it's like you ask your mom or your grandmother for, or your mother-in-law for that recipe, and she's like, "Oh, it's a pinch of this and a little bit of that," and I'm like, "I'm just trying to feed your son, so give me the exact coordinates, please." We should shout out Avi. Avi's here. Avi, stand up. Avi, stand up. Leandra's Abie. husband, who. Avi, thank you for Hi. coming. In. What a guy. I love following Evie on Instagram. He's a good one. He's a great one. You should all follow him, <laughs> at Abe J. Cohen. <laughs> and if you have extra money to deposit anywhere, he's a financial wealth person. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys met at 17 or something? I was 17. He was 21. Oh, Crazy. scandal. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was a senior in high school. You know what he was not? A senior in high school. <laughs> My husband and I are the other way around. I'm four years older than you. Oh, cool. Good for you. Yeah. So Puma chic. Hmm? Puma chic. Uh, <laughs> because we're about complaining here, I asked you your, your pet peeves in New York City. Mm -hmm. What's at the top of the list? Oh, traffic. So do you, do, you, do you avoid it with the subway, or do you just tough I it do. out? I do. Well, so my husband and I now live downtown. We live on First and Bowery. And um, we very strategically decided that my office would be about 25 footsteps away. So I do whatever I can to avoid getting in any form of transportation that might hold me prisoner. Is that actually good? Do you feel like you always could be at the office? No, no, no. My office is a block away. No, but I think that's bad. Don't you feel like you're, you're always dragged in there? Um, not, no, no, because I... I Pat, you have to respect yourself and your boundaries. Good point. Work-life balance. I mean, yeah. What's the point of being in there if the work that you're going to produce is not good? Am I right? No, I just think it would be too easy for someone to say, could you just come back and look at one more thing? And you're busy talking to your mother-in-law about food. Mm-hmm. Right, I forgot to finish that point. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, you're, you're talking to someone about a recipe and they're like a pinch of this here and a pinch of that there and you're like, no, I need the exact coordinates. I need like the actual measurements. But it's it's the same thing with the clothes. With it. It's like, yeah, you can't, you can't decide 15 turtlenecks before. If it happens, it happens and it's meant to be and that's great. Can't think about your layers too much. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> what did you wear to your prom? What did I wear to my prom? Yeah. I wore a rented tux with some sort of terrible flower pinned the on it. The year was front. 1957. It wasn't that long <laughs> ago. Then. You, you mind the age difference between us for way more comedy than it's worth. <laughs> you have nice teeth. Thank you. You're welcome. You do too, Leandra. Thank you. You do. I, I, I had a retainer and braces in my mouth for many years. <laughs> many. You want, you want to flip, flip it around uh, and <coughs> tell us your pet peeve is traffic? What do you love about the city? Oh, I love the energy here. I had a much better answer when, when we spoke earlier. I have it Would written you like down, me I to think. Tell something you about sub, subway something. 
Oh, it went back to my subway story? No, you said you like random acts of kindness is when you talked to us before. I do. Do you want to hear something? Actually, I'm not going to, never mind. I'm not going to say it. No, I can't. You'll, you'll see it in Peer video pressure. form on Man Repeller next month. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Promo. But, I, so, random acts of kindness, really special, important part of any Good Samaritan's Day. This other, so, <laughs> you're also going to see this in a story on Man Repeller, but my friend who lives here now but is from Paris was telling us that growing up, her mother used to force her to every day smile with her teeth at one person, which is so awkward if you think about it. Can you imagine if you were sitting on the subway and caught someone staring at you like this? <laughs> yeah, you would think they were a maniac. How would you respond to that? So I've been doing this thing where I try to smile at one person with my teeth a day. How's it going? It, it was so weird. It is real creepy. You know, there's, but, this, there's this spate of subway slashings right now. That could be seen as the precursor. <laughs> But I, I, I think that I'm eliciting smiles in return, and that is worth it. Do you have, do you have this Metro card, there. by the way, the Easy Pass Metro card that refills itself? No, that's oh, a cool so, thing. People are clapping I'm so, for that. I'm so, I, for two years, I ignored the signs of the subway stations. Wait, why are people stations. clapping for that? Because it's so good. For two years, I ignored the signs of the subway stations and just refilled my card when it ran out. And then I, I applied for this thing where you put your credit card on it, and it just always refills like your Easy Pass. I never have. It's miraculous. Never had it. Whoever is doing that marketing is doing a terrible job. Right. I've never heard of it. And that's um, that is I'm so smart. I'm a traffic reporter for God's sake. Yeah. And I never heard of that before. And you're just you're just telling Jamie about this now, Pat. I, Jamie and I never have any time together. That's true. <laughs> Except for half an hour every morning. It's actually true. Leandra, give us the one. Uh, what, what are you watching? What's what's in the fashion world for the year ahead? Is there any trend that, that you've identified, any trend that you've... So you want to hear something weird? I was talking about this today. I think that Bermuda shorts are having a moment. I'm saying this to you for woman men or to woman, women? Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like woman to volleyball coach. Bermuda shorts for women. Ha Bermuda shorts are like the long mm -hmm. shorts that come right above Yeah, them. and then they're going to get tighter and capris are going to come back. I, I'm, I'm forecasting all this weird stuff, but I think it's all really real. You'll see. Trust me, it's weird. How, as a petite person, am I going to be pulling those off? You're going to do great. You're going to wear espadrilles, and they're going to lace up your legs, and you're going to have these Bermuda shorts on, and wear a little, like, slubby tank, and you're going to look so cool. And people are going to be like, oh, my god, didn't you teach me volleyball in high school? And you're going to be like, no. There you go. Yeah. Leandra, I will read from Man Repeller anytime. Thank you for coming on. Oh, it's so you're great welcome. to meet you in anytime. person. My pleasure. Leandra Wadane, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> An excerpt from Pat and Jamie's New York at the 92nd Street Y. That was Leandra Medine, the man repeller, speaking about her website, Life in New York. You can check out our next show Tuesday, March 15th at 92Y. Tickets are on their website and on our website, patandjamie.com.